This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Calculine. The Calculine is a free tool you can get by simply going to calculine.com. That's C-A-L-C-U-L-I-E-N.com, calculine.com. And it's a free tool that allows you to easily calculate the 45 and 90 day deadlines for notice to owners, liens, and bond claims. No more counting on your fingers to figure out when your notice to owner deadline is or when your lien deadline is. Just go to calculine.com, put in your information, and we'll send one to you for free in the mail. You'll get it in a few days. So notice to owner, the, the, the date you need to remember is 45 days. Okay, so let's fast forward. You keep shipping. Um, at some point, you stop shipping. You either um, get to the last order. You decide that you know, you're not going to ship anymore because you put someone on credit hold. Now we get the second phase of the, the lien law. Again, we're talking about private projects now. You need to record your lien no later than 90 days from your last delivery of materials to the job site. Um, 90 days is counted just like the 45 days. So if I deliver my last materials today, tomorrow is day one. I count every day, including um, weekends and legal holidays. I get to the 90th day. If the 90th day is a weekend or legal holiday, then it rolls. So you could potentially have 93 days, right? 90th day is a Saturday, Sunday, Monday is a holiday, the 90 third day would be the Tuesday, your lien is still good. The concept is, how do you bring a lien to the clerk's office to record on a Saturday, Sunday, or legal holiday when they're closed, right? So you can only do it on the next business day. Um, I don't recommend you wait, you wait that long. You should record your liens early. Um, some other things we see clients make mistakes on is internally credit looks at the account and says, Oh, last delivery. Uh, you know, I still have plenty of time. And they, and the reality is, it's a hundred thousand dollars outstanding, and the last delivery was a two dollar faceplate. I mean, is it the last delivery? Yes. It's not the best position to have to go into court and argue that every delivery prior to that was a uh, hundred and ten days ago, but you have a three dollar delivery that you're using as your last date of delivery um, as your 90th day because that's the only one that gets you within the 90 days so i would suggest to you that when you're starting this investigation and you're considering leaning don't just automatically look at the last date look at the date compare it to the amount and 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 try to find a, a more significant delivery as your true last work um, we can still use the later date, but we just want to make sure that the 90 days is within a period of time where the look back of the 90 days includes other more significant deliveries. So um, counter pickups is another great thing uh, to talk about. So you as a supplier have the benefit of a presumption that the product was incorporated into the job site into the project just because you delivered it to the job site. So the way the law works is if you if we can show that it was delivered to the job site, the assumption is it got used in the job site. Unless the owner or contractor or someone can show that it wasn't used in the job site. 
So uh, to take an example, right? You deliver product to the job site and then they have photos of or testimony of people taking the product you delivered, putting it into their trucks and then taking it somewhere else. Um, that would be a problem because now we no longer have the uh, benefit of that presumption because now there's direct evidence showing that it was uh, taken somewhere else. So don't think that you have lien rights just because you deliver it to the job site. The, it just hardly ever challenged. Typically, when it gets to the job site, um, it typically gets incorporated. So be aware of that. Um, so when you have counter pickups, how do you deal with counter pickups? So what we do when we have a an account where we know that there were either significant counter pickups or the last component of delivery was in fact just counter pickups and we need those counter pickups to make our 90 days, we wanna play nice with our customer to get them to sign an affidavit that said, I got all these products, they were delivered to the job site, and I and I know they were incorporated because I incorporated them into the job site. So that's one of the things we can get is what's called an affidavit of incorporation. We can get that early on before we file a lawsuit. Um, we can get it at, you know, if we need it in the lawsuit. Um, usually we use it as a point of negotiation. Maybe we leave the customer out of the lawsuit and pursue the lien. Um, Maybe we, are you guys all there? Okay. Yeah. I just said, okay. So, um, so just know that that's an option, but that typically requires cooperation with the customer where we have to probably give them something, not that they're not liable, but maybe we leave them out of the case as we pursue the lien with the benefit of their affidavit. Um, so that's one of the ways we try to accommodate counter pickups. Um, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by MakeMeConditional.com. You sign lots of releases in order to get paid. And best practices suggest that you make every release conditioned on actually receiving that payment. How do you do that? By making the release conditional. Now, some releases are conditional when they're given to you, but in my experience, most are not. So you can make them conditional by adding conditional language. You can do that by handwriting it in every single time, or you can go to makemeconditional.com and we will provide for you for free a stamp that you can use that will stamp any release with conditional language so that you can simplify the process. So if you want your absolutely free Make Me Conditional stamp, just go to makemeconditional.com, fill in the information, and in a few days, you'll have your free stamp.